importance of what BJ is saying here. I want to show you some recent <coughs> articles that have come out in the last like year or so that I think show how important what it is that we do and how what's going on out there in science. They're kind of proving to themselves over and over and over again that there are issues. Like this just came out recently, um, last week. Maternal mortality rate fails to capture many deaths. <clears throat> what this shows, this is an article showing that here, we are ranked 55th in the world in maternal health outcomes. Maternal health outcomes is measured by what happens right before birth, during birth, and the 42 days after birth. So that, what that means is that there are 54 other countries, including the Ukraine, where there are less maternal deaths sometime surrounding birth or 42 days after birth. Now that's pretty horrible if you really think about it in terms of, like we are the supposedly the number one you know, country in the world for health and we certainly have the highest healthcare spending of any country in the world, but we are 55th in maternal mortality. And we're something in the 30s in infant mortality too, which is also just as, as awful as you can imagine. This is another article that came out relatively recently. <coughs> Induced labor at 39 weeks may reduce likelihood of C-section, NIH study suggests. So if you have a suggestion where instead of waiting until you actually go into labor at 40 weeks or so, the new suggestion is that you should induce labor 39 weeks even if you're not ready because that might risk to reduce the risk of C-section. Now, to the best of my research and what I've seen with our patients, when you start inducing labor, you start adding, uh, you start giving the person pitocin, epidurals, etc. The more intervention you have, the more likely what's going to happen. A C-section. So I, I'm finding this very interesting. But what's fascinating, the reason I'm bringing this up, is because I'm having moms all the time tell me that the doctor wants to induce me at 39 weeks for no reason. Right? There's no high risk. She's not of high maternal age. There's nothing that would make sense as to why this is. But it's just because now everybody's like the latest greatest paper. This is the latest greatest paper, and this is what everybody's going to try to follow. Here's another one, which I've mentioned to you guys before. The association of C-section risk with risk of developmental uh, and psychiatric disorders in the offspring. So what this shows, this particular paper, which in, to me it greatly contradicts what the last paper just showed, is that when you have children who uh, are born by a C-section, you're raising the risk of them having autism and you're raising the risk of them having ADHD. So, now, they're, they're trying to show with this paper, see, so we can try to eliminate that risk by inducing them early, but that's not really what's happening out there from my perspective. And here's another paper uh, that came out recently, um, <coughs> which is the use of acetaminophen or Tylenol. So it talks about how if you use acetaminophen or Tylenol during pregnancy, it was also linked to higher risk of ADHD and autism later on. So, this, to me, why am I showing you these things? Because you guys have got to be on top of the research, right? Because what's going to happen is people are constantly asking questions to us 
about these different topics. You know, what, uh, you know, because this sort of stuff kind of leaks into the papers, and then the papers kind of turn it around and twist it around, and then you get questions from your patients, right? <clears throat> and I think you need guys need to be on top of these sort of things. And then here's something just came out uh, yesterday. I just saw this. The number of people with dementia set to double by 2050. So what does that mean? <clears throat> that means you guys. I'm pointing at you guys because dementia is probably going to hit if it starts to, to hit people. It's going to start hitting around 50 or 60. So those of you who were born in the late 90s and early 2000s, <clears throat> the amount of your buddies is that it's going to they're going to have dementia and uh, other sorts of things like Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, etc. is going to double in your cohort, your friends, right? So this is this is no joke because what this is showing to me. <clears throat> Is there something wrong with our brains? Right? We are growing some brains that are very different than the brains we used to grow. Um, you know, the, the, the entire, and this isn't just a US thing, this is a world thing. The, the world's brains are growing weaker every single year because the autism rates aren't just autism rates here in this country that are going up, the autism rates are all over the world. The ADHD rates are all over the world, the dementia rates are all over the world, and all the other issues and illnesses, the diabetes and the obesity, everything. This is a worldwide phenomenon, right? If you study like global burden of disease, which is another great um, uh, paper I should have put up here, the global burden of disease, it shows that this is not just a US thing. This is a whole world thing. So we have to be prepared for this kind of stuff. Now why is chiropractic so important? Chiropractic is so important. Why did I read to you what I read to you before? Because there's got to be something more out there than what meets the eye. There's got to be something more going on. If you see these different papers and you see everything, all, all, everything they're saying is things are getting worse and getting worse and getting worse and getting worse, right? So, like, better health through, like, added chemistry and removal of organs, that's not necessarily the answer, right? The answer has got to be some sort of combination of things. And I really believe that chiropractic is that thing, right? And that's that's why so many, like Monday, three women on Monday in a row who were pregnant, who had breech babies, came in and said their babies are now head down. Three women in a row. It was a, a we actually, it was five pregnant women that we just did in a row on Monday morning, but three of them all said, Doc, it's amazing, the babies head down, the babies head down, the babies head down. Three in a row, it was super cool to have that experience, right? That's, that's not one of these papers, right? You don't see that in the Journal of American Medical Association, right? <coughs> we have moms bringing their kids in left and right lately because of kids with Lyme disease and pandas, which is a giant, giant issue that we will talk about in the advanced uh, diagnosis class. <coughs> Where Lyme disease and pandas is just wreaking havoc on kids. Lyme disease used to be something that it goes out just once in a while, you have some rare tick bite kind of thing. Now they're showing that 300,000 new cases of Lyme disease every single year. 300,000 cases of Lyme disease every single year. And PANDAS is the pediatric autoimmune neurologic disorder associated with strep, which we're seeing more and more these days, where kids are getting a mild strep infection and they're getting slapped with this emotional, behavioral, uh, OCD-like issue because of a strep infection, a secondary infection, because it's attacking the brain. Lyme is attacking the brain now, right? Strep is attacking the brain. 
So these things used to be more limited to what they're attacking. Now our brains are vulnerable, right? That's why things like this are happening, because your brains are vulnerable. Your friends' brains are vulnerable. What are we going to do to protect our brains? You know, to me, that's like the ultimate question. What are we going to do to protect our brains? What are you going to do to protect your brain? What are you going to do to protect your patient's brain? And to me, one of the most important things that we as chiropractors and chiropractic students have to do is to keep on top of the research. Right? So just because you are you know, in school doesn't mean the only thing you study is the stuff that some faculty member hands you. Right? You should be always reading research, constantly going on different journals and magazines and going on listservs so that they push you articles, right? That's how I find most of these articles. I get pushed these articles. So I highly suggest you keep up with this kind of research, not just for the patient's sake, but for your sake as well.